Welcome to This Week in Sports with Eric and Cousin Dave. Cousin Dave is back after a week hiatus. Welcome back. And uh, yeah, we haven't talked about the big stuff this time of year, obviously. You got the football news and everything going on, but you also have some, we also have some other stuff that happened, but we'll just get right into it. The year of goats retiring, Roger Federer over the weekend called it. And I mean, not much, (laughs) not much else you can say there. Finished the year number one five times, a record 237 consecutive weeks as the world number one, 20 Grand Slam titles, eight Wimbledons, five U.S. Open titles, a record, just unbelievable. Uh, so, I mean, that span he had, 2003 to 2009, he made 21 of 28 single finals. It just unbelievable. Dave? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were blessed to... Not only see him, but you still have Nadal playing, Djokovic playing. Uh, but really, it's kind of fitting that um, Roger and Serena kind of retired the same year. Um, both kind of came on. I mean, she came on maybe two or three years earlier than he did when she made that Grand Slam final in 98 or 99. He started his in the early 2000s. But they kind of were hand in hand together. And if you want to have some good reading, go check out Serena's Twitter. And when he announces retirement, some of the nice things she had to say about him. I mean, say he's the greatest of all time. You can say you know, these two guys currently playing are, and you're just splitting hairs. What he did for the game was unbelievable. I mean, I still go on YouTube sometimes and Google some of his shots, some of his between the leg shots at the U.S. Open, just the utter dominance at Wimbledon. And it's very rare that you see a player of his caliber get challenged and have people that live up to this expectations against him that bring him to another level. That's what those other two guys did. And it's similar to golf where you get, these guys are just on an island for three, four hours sometimes playing a game. And you, you, got, you got your probably got your press box in the, in the, uh, in the stands, but it's basically just you and the guy across the net. And it takes such mental strength. And to be that good just shows how tough someone like that is. And all around great guy as well. He, he will be missed. Um, I'm glad he's, he got to play in the area of the era of HD, and so all the highlights are still crystal clear, and you can go back in 20 years and, and be able to see some awesome stuff. But uh, yeah, he'll, he'll definitely have an impression on the game of tennis, and especially. I mean, he was he was a fun watch. He was a must-watch TV for me. I'd, I'd get up early at 8 a.m. on Sundays at Wimbledon over here our time and and watch watch their matches, just watch him play, and he he made tennis very very enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely, and. And one of the things I saw, and I forgot about it today, um, was there was a match on May 2nd, 2007, called the Battle of the Surfaces. And it was Nadal and Federer, 1-2 in the world. And half the court was grass, half the court was clay. Three-set match, best of three match, went all three. And a 12-10 third-set tiebreaker, won by Nadal. <laughs> I mean, in 2007, that was that was the peak of this rivalry um, Djokovic was in the talks but mid those mid 2000s it was Nadal and Federer mm-hmm. and it was great great tennis to watch and kind of crazy that and fitting as you said that both Serena and Nadal or and Roger called it and yeah I mean tennis is a little uh, tennis will be a little different um, in the future but there's some up-and-comers um, so we'll see how it goes um, but Thank you, Roger. Thank you again. Thank you, Serena, for what you did to the for the sport, making it much must watch TV when you guys were in the finals. Um, so, thank you. Um, but we'll uh, we'll head up and 
WNBA season in the books. The city of Las Vegas has their first major sport championship. The Aces won three games to one over over Connecticut, and hard to have a better first year in coaching than Becky Hammond did. Oh, um, yeah, 100% right about that. Best record, coach of the year, the MVP, Nasha Wilson, and a championship, so that's that was great. And apparently the strip uh, the strip went to went crazy today. Um or yesterday yeah, today and they had uh I mean it was the most watched season since two thousand six. So we'll see uh we'll see how it goes um for the future there. Um i I've said it for a while. A lot of analysts said it too. Becky Hammond is gonna get a coaching job in the NBA. It's just a matter of one. And Becky Hammond can flat out coach. I mean, we saw her in the summer leagues with the Spurs. Obviously, not a bad mentor to have in Pops. <laughs> um, Popovich is, is great, obviously. And, yeah, it's a matter of one for me. Yeah, yeah. She wants a coach. She wants to coach in the NBA, I would imagine, in the next couple of years. Um, fantastic coach, great mind. Um, and she's been, I mentioned moments ago, she's been surrounded by People who are smarter than her, and that's how you get smarter as a person. I mean, you surround yourself with people who are, and you, know, you learn. And she did in San Antonio. Some people gave her a couple of grief for leaving the bench, system bench and as assistant over there and going to coach WNBA. But why wouldn't you? I mean, you're going to coach a fantastic place in in Las Vegas. You're going to coach a great team, and you're the you're the head honcho. So I, I don't blame her for doing that. But yeah, you're right. She can go. She can go back whenever she wants if she wants to. Uh, but yeah, overall, it was I think it was a great WNBA season. I watched I watched more of it than I have probably ever. Um, I know a lot of some of it was was gambling reasons, but it was still it's still basketball. I I enjoy any kind of any kind of basketball. Um, I caught myself two weeks ago watching the the NBA Euros or the Euros with, with a lot of the NBA players in it. But, uh, but regardless, fantastic coverage by ESPN on this. I thought it was, they did a great job. The studio to the broadcast teams they had and. Las Vegas, one of many. They should, they should have a double, uh, a real, uh, not a, a men's team in there playing probably in five or six years. They'll have the WNBA team. Obviously, their hockey team, their expansion year, right, Eric? Had a, uh, they went to the finals. Almost, almost won the damn thing. Yeah. So it's kind of kind of cool to see different areas like this take off. And, um, and they might get a congratulations team. to the, the, yeah, yes, they're 100% right. So congratulations to them. Uh, much needed. And they got rid of their one of their best players last year, and they sent her to L.A. Uh, Liz Cambridge, who ended up leaving half of the year, because yep. she has she had some issues. But uh, other than that, great coaching, great team, and it's a great win. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. Congratulations to the Las Vegas Aces. Um. So let's uh, again, and if there's a, <laughs> it's gonna be interesting to see to read more about the parade and everything. Um, and the celebration in the city because that is one hell of an area to to celebrate a title. Um, so definitely, uh, I mean, Asia Wilson was calling out the fans. I think it was four shots. He trained had four shots to attend the parade. Underage had to hmm. do shots of ginger ale. Um, so and she was all she was all there for it. I mean, she she wanted Las Vegas to show up. So we'll see how we'll see how if they did. Um, but congratulations, Las Vegas Aces. I've been, as that season has come to an end, we're in the home stretch of baseball last two last two weeks or so of the year, and uh, Houston's already clinched the AL West. Dodgers already clinched the NL West. Indy, the Guardians are looking to clinch. They've I mean that's not not over yet. 
four game lead. Um, you got five and a half in the East by the Yankees. The NL East is going to come down to the wire. Oh, that's only one game. St. Louis will likely clinch the Central, and yeah, and then you got the wild card games. The AL looks pretty set. Uh, Toronto, Tampa, Seattle. NL, you got Atlanta, San Diego, and uh, Philadelphia is in there, but Milwaukee only two and a half out of that last wild card spot. So the NL East and the NL wild card are pretty much the things, the races to keep an eye on. Um, everything else, everything else looks pretty, uh, pretty set. Yeah, yeah, it is. I'll be as fast they possibly can because like you like you just mentioned there eric the a whole lot of drama left in the center for a few few spots um that analyst is pretty incredible you got two teams right there that very well could be in the world series atlanta going back to it and that's um they're gonna help the drama playoffs appears to be that'd be a wise one to punch the best time of the year for baseball right now and uh again yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. It's definitely uh, definitely great. Um, but there's one thing that has kind of slipped under the radar um, and it's starting to get talked about a little more. We're in Triple Crown Watch now. Aaron Judge, I mean, he's going to lead in home runs. He's going to lead in RBIs. He's only one point behind in the AL average. And this is, I know you're, you and I were talking about it before. This might be the best bet on yourself year in history of any sport. And. <laughs> Whether he, whether it's New York, whether it's someone else, Aaron Judge is going to get paid a lot of money this offseason. I mean, this is the likely MVP. He's at 59 home runs, 127 RBIs, 316 band average on a team that very well could win the their division. To me, it's to me it's unanimous. I mean, this is the MVP. Take your advanced metrics. Someone wins the triple crown. Someone nearly wins the triple crown, and you win your division. This is 2012 all over again. Everyone's throwing out the advanced metrics for Mike Trout to beat Miguel Cabrera for it. That's not happening. The Angels are going to miss the playoffs for the eighth year in a row. And they have Mike Trout and Shohei Itani. I I hate talking about this. <laughs> but Yeah, Judge, Judge is the MVP. I don't think it's going to be unanimous, but Judge will be the MVP. Um, I think there was about a stretch maybe three weeks ago where you start talking yourself into Otani. Just the way he was was pitching. I mean, anytime you can do what he, he does, he's gonna be he's gonna be in the conversation. And whether that's a legitimate conversation or a conversation to you're gonna see on Get Up or some of the sports centers or LB Network Radio, just to kind of get some get some talking points. I mean, then you could you could debate that. I, I get your points on that. Um, yeah, I think he he's definitely the MVP, uh, and that's and I bought some Hatani stock last last six weeks, hoping to get a maybe get a little upset, but that's not gonna happen. Um, Baseball, though, is a little different, a little different to me. On um, or a terrible team, you put up numbers, and that's better than most people. Then, and you, I don't care if it's close; if it's better, then you just I I, I say you get the MVP. Um, you can debate. You can you can debate. We could debate for ten hours on here. What's most What's most valuable, or should you name it best player in the game? Or I mean, there's different ways to do it. Yes, but it's kind of like the Heisman. It's uh, I mean, I think the Heisman is the worst voted on award ever, and. Uh, but with MLB, I mean, you've had 162 games. I mean, just it's just hard. I mean, you look at you look at some of this stuff here. Look at this last five weeks that Mike Trout's having. If that man would have stayed healthy for the first nine weeks of the season, I mean, the Angels still wouldn't won't be where the one of where the Yankees are. But the, the pace he was putting on, he was putting on better than Judge pace. Yes. So then, so, so then there you go. There. So you have the, you have that same argument. 
Um, but you're 100% right about him betting on himself. The only person I can think about is Javi Lopez. I don't, people, I don't, people probably don't even remember that name. Catcher for the uh, Braves. For the yeah, he had that he he did that one one year deal. Had a fantastic year. Then he got paid, and he just wasn't the same production. And I don't I don't know what Judge is looking for. If he's looking for a 10, 12 year deal, if he's looking for the most most money per year, I, I don't know. But it's someone's going to pay the man. Someone should pay the man. And uh, he'd be awful weird in uh, anywhere but a pinstripe uniform, I would think. And Cubs I mean, have, he's one of the Cubs, few... Cubs have pinstripes. Yeah. The Cubs want to pay. That's not thing. Yeah. Someone's going to have a serious cash. For yeah, I mean, few few owners have the cash that Steinbrenner family has and Ricketts have. Um, so, I mean, I'd love to Aaron Judge and Cubs pinstripes here at Wrigley. That'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and for as and, and for as great of a hit this year, uh, he's had a not a shady season uh, either. As tall and lanky as he is, I mean he he's had a great year in the in the in the field as well. So uh, I, mean, I I give him credit. The guy banked on himself. He stayed healthy for the first time and geez, as long as I can since remember, his rookie of the year up there. Yeah, always heard that oblique, and that's going to happen. That's going to happen with him. Guys like him and Staten are just tall and strong. I mean, you pull those muscles in your side all the time. So I just hope he he can stay healthy and through the playoffs, and maybe they can they can close the deal. And they they haven't. For much crap the Yankees get for buying teams and whatnot, they have, they have not won in a long time. No, it's 2009, um, their last world A-Rod. championship. Yep. Um, and that was kind of the prove-it year for A-Rod. I mean, mm-hmm. in the playoffs, could he do something? And he did really well that postseason, and it helped them, helped them win that title. They bought that rotation, though. I mean, they signed A.J. Burnett to a nice contract. I think they had somebody else, too, a couple other guys. But for the most part, it was still... Uh, it was still they still had some of those core guys um, from all those other from all those '90s teams. So it's a this is a whole different era for the Yankees, and I mean, we'll see see how they do it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we've uh, so we've got that, and then uh, baseball is winding down. But a little little surprising news though, um, as hockey season starts to pick up, three defensemen called it on the same day, um, which was really interesting. Um, the timing for everything with training camps coming up, but uh, I'm not sure if he's the last or one of the last players from the 90s. Big Z, Zidane Chara, 25 years, most games played by a defenseman, Stanley Cup, Norris Trophy winner, called it a career. Keith Yandel, called it a career. PK Subban, called it a career. <laughs> um, so it's just uh, just kind of interesting the timing for these guys I mean, and. Subin's thirty-three, um, so it's a little, little surprising mm. um, that he's called it. But you know, when it's your time to, when you either lose the game or you lose the love of the game or your body just can't do it, unfortunately, you got to make that call. Um, Keith Yandel, I mean, just is a shame. I would have loved to see him get a ring or some individual award in his career, but he holds the he's a record holder: nine hundred eighty-nine consecutive regular season games. Um, but that's looking interesting. To, that's going to be broken likely by Phil Kessel. So it'll, uh, it's just kind of interesting that those three within on the same day just fell in and just called it. Yeah. Yandel, he was on Spitting Chocolates. That's a pretty good, uh, hockey that, podcast. That is a great one. Yes. And, uh, he always, sounds like he's just over it. I mean, he said he's in terms of the game of hockey, 
his his this is his exact words. I'm retiring from the game of hockey. Take my sound. I'm taking my talents to South Beach. I'm doing it. so. Sorry that he's got me. He's to maybe not get his teeth broken in every every hockey season. It was a surprise one for me. Then uh, Chara, he, he's what 45 years old, something like that. 45, yes. I mean, yeah. he started yeah. his career in 1997. Yeah. Um, so he is a uh, old but uh, a mean mf'er. But good for him to uh, to sign the one deer. That was real. That was really nice that. Yeah. Um, so it's in, interesting those three called it. Um, but yeah, it's just unbelievable. Um, big guy, and he just it took him a little bit, and he did the right thing. He signed a one day one day deal with the Bruins and retired as a Bruin. Mm-hmm. Um, the team he should retire for. So good for him. Great career. Um, don't know the other stats. I mean, with one Norris and a Cub. I mean, you can debate Hall of Fame with a few of these guys, but um, we'll see on that. But other hockey news, defending champions, Nathan McKinnon, he's locked up. Eight-year, I think it's like eight-year, $100 million deal or something um, with the Avalanche, but he signed eight years. I don't know the exact terms, um, but good for good for him, good for Colorado, and see if they can run it back. Yeah, just so you know, too, uh, that's, a, that's a huge deal in hockey. Yes. Um, boys and girls, that's a hit's a huge deal. You don't see those kinds of deals very often. No. Um, no, I think yeah, there it is. Okay. So ESPN, the sources said eight years. Yes. Okay. 100.8 million. Yeah. You don't see the, you don't see the, the 100 mark hit in hockey much. You don't see it really go above 70 million in hockey. <laughs> um, so this is, it's a big contract. Um, guy deserves it, but this is, this sets the market. I mean, Edmonton, I'm looking at you, Connor McDavid. You have to pay the guy. Yeah, <laughs> um, you do. Uh, so I think this sets a new market in hockey, um, which is interesting because it's been a cap sport since 2005 um, after their lockout. So, yeah, <laughs> um, we'll see how the how some of these contracts look. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll wrap up that and head into the bulk of what we do this time of year. Recap and preview. Week three, college football. Not as exciting as the past week. Um, not as many, not as many upsets. Um, I'm pretty sure the biggest upset was that Michigan State Washington game, um, which was the night game on ABC, and Washington won thirty eight nine to twenty eight. Um, yeah, so App State. Yeah, hosted... well, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to, I was going to touch base on them. Yeah, it wasn't much of a week. It's kind of a boring week, actually. Yeah, I guess by numbers wise, you're right. Uh, Michigan State losing on Washington. Washington's a good team. Um, and obviously I could go on up for days about how I, how I feel about some of these, these preseason rankings and basically just slotting people in there. And, uh, it just, I think we all, I think we all can, but I can have a regress on that. But yeah, App State, uh, pulled magic out of the hat. All the, all the signs of a letdown game after beating Texas A&M in their place. And Troy comes to town and they, they got the Hail Mary. And I hope some of, I hope some of those guys bought a lottery ticket after the game because that was a fantastic lucky win. But great for them, great for that program. Um, they're just great. They're they're just a, they're a fun team and they're a good team too. They're not obviously when they beat Texas A&M, that's that's a, that's a pretty big upset. Yes, but but this team's legit. This team's has been legit for years. The quarterback they have now is a is a Clemson transfer. Yes, so this this guy's good. These, these aren't slouches. They have NFL players on their on these teams so they're not a fbs program anymore they're they're the real deal 
And yes. it's good to see that it's starting to get recognized. Because I see them. I mean, I get all the time down here on local radio and, and TV. But it's good to see nationally that they had a couple weeks of good recognition. And, and the Hail Mary, Hail Mary comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, no, it's crazy. Um, I was, I had some plans going on Saturday night, so I didn't, I didn't miss it. Um, and I couldn't access my phone as much, but all of a sudden I'm getting like OMG texts about App State. Like I missed something <laughs> and I ended up watching it, seeing the highlights that night. Wow. That was just underthrown. I mean, this is the tip drill, right? You got to hit it down, not out. And the Troy defensive back hit it out right into the hands of an App State player and into the end zone. I mean, it's just, it was crazy. It was nuts. It was nuts. I think the best win of the weekend and the team that's on notice for their, for especially in the Big Ten is Penn State. Uh, they've had a few good games this year already. They've had to go on the road. They had to go to Purdue the first game of the year. Mm-hmm. And Auburn's not Auburn in the past by any means, but going in, going in the SEC land, a 3-30 game, and shellacking them the way they did i don't think they're in the class of michigan and ohio state but they're definitely someone you need to look at you need to look after especially if you're those two teams yeah uh, they're they're good yeah they, got, I think they got a great duo backfield in singleton and allen mm-hmm. um, very very veteran quarterback in sean clifford um, yeah he's been a 20 year how long has he been he's been there forever I think six I think, I think he's a six-year senior with the covid yeah, I know rules the COVID, or something yeah um it's hard to track now mm-hmm. but yeah i mean this is a, like you said, I mean, it's not the Auburn of the past, but seeing a Big Ten school go down to SEC country and destroy someone like that, it puts a smile on my face. Hmm. <laughs> um, because, I mean, obviously, that's always been the debate. It's Big Ten, SEC, and football. It's Big Ten, ACC, and basketball. Oh, when it comes to the tournaments, Big Ten doesn't do well. Yeah, but overall, they show up. <laughs> overall, they show. Um, so, depending on, for championships, I yeah, will agree. ACC, SEC do win those. Unfortunately, hate admitting it. That's why it's more fun. That's why it's so much fun to win there. Um, mm-hmm. And I know we'll talk some college basketball coming up. That's I know you're. I'm excited to talk about that. You're excited to get basketball going. So adding that back into the rotation. Um, but yeah, um, Penn State looked really good. Um, so we'll see see how they go um, with that. And then uh, I mean. They don't have Chad Powers at quarterback, which is good at Penn State. Otherwise, I think, <laughs> yeah. Penn, other th- otherwise I think Penn State would be number one in the country. Um, that was that was a funny bit with Eli doing that. That was, that was yeah, good. That was even, real cool. Even though he looked like Matthew McConaughey and uh, dazed and confused. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, college football this week. I mean, I mean, it's still too early to really get a gauge on everything because um, you have BYU twelve on the road at at the Autzen Zoo. And Oregon destroyed them, um, which led to very classless chance, by the way, which I won't repeat on here. Um, I don't know if you saw those, but I did. Yeah, actually, yeah. Um, Oregon had a uh, one of the one of the better recruits in the state of Utah. A, I did a Mormon I, recruit. And, I did read that. <laughs> I did read that this uh, morning. There and he, him and his parents left it early, so I don't think he's gonna be going there. Yeah, but yeah. There's some good games coming up. Um, it, 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 nice test for Clemson at Wake Forest. You can see if Florida can bounce back. I don't think personally can they go to Tennessee um AK can't he probably can walk right now he's been beat up uh Texas going to Texas saying Texas going to Texas Tech it sounds like Ewers uh Ewers are gonna play there's some really 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 weird they said six to eight weeks initially apparently he's practicing monitor that is, um, it, a, is, it, a, is it a sprain then or 
Well, it's a down throwing shoulder, obviously, uh, I believe. So huh. it does help. Tulsa, Mississippi. Tulsa can throw the ball all over the field. So that'd be a that should be a game. First one to first one to sixty wins. Then uh Texas AM, Arkansas, Arkansas. Florida, Tennessee. Florida, Tennessee. That is a really good game to watch. Tennessee, yeah, I'm not, I I don't know. Like that I like Tennessee. I think they're good this year. I, I watched them. I'm still on question. I'm still on question. I'm still on questioning them. Um just because of in their past <laughs> with everything. Um but yeah, that's they might make be a fun game. Fun game at uh, at Nayland Stadium. That'd be a fun one to watch. First test for Michigan. Um, to his brother for Maryland. Um, see how the defense does with the that style of quarterback. You've got uh, what's the night game this week? Arkansas A and M will be State. Arkansas Wisconsin. Arkansas Texas A and M could be good. Wisconsin at Ohio State. If that was at if that was at Wisconsin, I think that would be. A lot tougher. How um, it's going to murder them by forty? They're going with those black those blackout uniforms this week. Uh, yeah. I hate Ohio State, but I I like those, those uniforms. Those week. uniforms are nice. Yeah. Um, you kind of gets to go to Raleigh, mm-hmm. and you got West Coast game. Keep keep an eye on that U, uh, USC Oregon State game. Uh, that that's a USC could lose. That could be a trap game. Uh, well, USC can score with the best of them, but their defense is terrible. Yes. Uh. Like for example, that Stanford game. I mean, these guys are getting these pick sixes and they had, and, and run down three, the field and doing all this stuff. Three of them or something in that game. Yeah, in the first game they did. Second game they had. I think they had two or three. A couple of fumble. I think Emmett Smith's son fumbled twice inside the five yard line for Stanford. Then uh, they, with all that, they still gave up over four hundred yards to to Stanford on 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 offense. They just they just couldn't score. They kept they kept just shooting himself in the foot. Mm-hmm. USC, they they don't play defense at all, and that's it's kind of a skewed thing to say by just looking at it. You would think they were an idiot. Look at all the pick sixes and interceptions, but really break down a USC box score one of these times. You'll agree with me. So they're gonna they're about to lose. They're gonna lose one of these games coming up here, and uh, but that offense is it's clicking. Man, oh man, they're fun to watch. Yeah, um, they are so fun to watch. I mean, that's why I picked. I mean, I think our preview show I took uh, Caleb Williams. I mean. Uh, I, I'm still liking that pick. I mean, he's a good quarterback with that. I mean, this is that's an NFL on NFL offense right now. I mean, mm-hmm. this is like early, it's like those early mid, I'd say 2000 to I don't know, 2012 or 10 type deal USC teams <laughs> um, when they basically had a NFL offense. Well, actually, those are NFL teams that they had. Um, but yeah, uh, college football this week. I mean, it's a few good games coming on. Um, in coaching news, though, um, not shocking. A little surprised, though, they didn't let him finish the year, but I mean, with the investigation and losing to Eastern Michigan, um, <laughs> yeah, Herm Edwards is out in Tempe, which uh, leaves that opening. Uh, and I think uh, Bruce Feldman, I saw, had the top three for Nebraska out today. Um, obviously, Matt Campbell, Bill O'Brien, and and Leopold on Kansas, but He's five and ten in Kansas. He's got them three and zero this year, so pretty good start early. And granted, this is Division three, but he coached Wisconsin Whitewater, where he won six titles and a record of one hundred nine and six. <laughs> I mean, damn, that's just ridiculous what he did. Yeah, he's he's a good football coach. He's a real good football coach. Um, so, and I think if you're Arizona State, and do you start looking at those names too, or? Do you look at, or do you, 
I know you have the investigation and it'd be kind of stupid, but, and I hate saying this, does Urban go back to college? Yeah, I think if he wants to go back, he will. I mean, someone will hire him. He's just too good of a coach um, not to be hired. There's also uh, Bobby Petrino still floating around there. So if he's still, if he's still coaching, uh, anybody can coach. Um, but yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they were, they were chanting, we want urban when the big noon was there on Saturday. Yeah. In um, Nebraska. They were kind of, they were kind of riling it up and getting it moving. Urban was kind of riling them up, but it sounds like there's been no talk granted to what people say. And whoever goes to Nebraska and get paid a bunch of money, Nebraska, I give them all the credit in the world for letting Frost go when they did. Uh, they could have been, they could have done it very easily and just, just, just held that whole team hostage and held him hostage until after October and paid him $7 million less. They decided not to. They always said they honor their contracts, so they wanted to pay them, which is good. I mean, yeah. that, that right there tells you, as a coach, I mean, that they're loyal. And yeah. he's probably there, there, year, year, year and a half, too longer than he probably should have been. That's, I mean, not should have been, but got a longer rope because he was their guy and he was the guy that the product, they really, the product really wanted to win. They wanted him to win. But yeah. he didn't, and he's going to win close games. That's kind of the theme. You see some of these NFL teams. and But why do just want to say one thing about, with, with Herm Edwards? There's some video going around. It looks like he might have got fired in the end zone right, right, right after the game was over. That's the case. That's pretty damn shitty. But, I mean, is, it, is, it as bad as, is it as bad as what happened to Kiffin at USC? Yeah, that's, that's even shittier. No, but, that was uh, a road game, and, he, and they fired him on the yeah. runway. <laughs> but it's just it's terrible. I mean, you know, um, I guess if you know what's coming, and you know what's coming, just do it now. Instead yeah. of, instead I mean, of Monday you, morning, I mean, yeah, right. you see it in sports. I mean, you go to Patrick Waugh's last game, and as a Montreal Canadian, the Red Wings shellacked him. And after he got pulled, he went to the G, took off his helmet, and went to the GM and said, I'm done, trade me. Hmm. <laughs> and they did, um, which also ironic when you look at all the history there. But, but yeah, I mean, it's not uncommon. Um, unfortunately, I mean, it's kind of vicious sometimes with how firings happen in athletics, but yeah, um. I did not know that one. <laughs> um, that's just kind of sucks. If you're after the game, get fired at the get fired there uh, instead of behind closed doors. Um, but I think with all the again with when you have the investigations going on and mm-hmm. stuff like that, you might as well just excuse me, you might as well just cut it loose. Um, and that's what they did. So Arizona State's opened up, and and that, uh, to be honest, I mean that's a program to me that I don't understand how they can't get recruits there i mean yeah it's hot in the summer but it's such a cool area it's a cool campus obviously it's got its reputation um as a party school but i mean there's great athletes in that area too that they miss out on so we'll see uh we'll see how arizona state bounces back and and go from there but yeah this week in college football got i don't think we really have much we got the great tennessee game like we said and uh conference plays kicking off for for most teams and some teams will start to get tested. Oh, by the way, yes, I know you. I want. How can we? We got the basketball bowl in Lawrence this week. Yeah, game day should have been there. I, I still think they should have been there. Um, Duke and Duke and Kansas. Um, and those listening should are laughing at why would college game day be there? Duke and Kansas are three and in football. I mean, this is this is great. <laughs> this is a that, that could be an entertaining game to watch. Um, uh, so we'll see. We'll see there. Um. Uh, but that'll wrap up uh, college football, and we'll uh, head over to the the NFL. And well, let's just get this one over with. San Francisco. Good thing they re-signed Jimmy G. Yeah, that was tough. 
Not to break uh, the kid. Uh, and I didn't, it's, yeah. Um, Trey Lance was ligament damage and uh, I think it was a fractured fibula. Um, just nasty injury, but it, and he, uh, it was like he never wasn't their starter. Offense looked pretty good with uh, with him in there, and they handled Seattle pretty easily. But, yeah, Trey Lance just can't catch a break um, with that, and it's unfortunate because um, I want to see him do well. I think he does have some the potential to play. But I asked the question, it, at what point do you label the throw the bus label out? Um, and it's hard to really say because you don't you haven't seen him play. Uh, it's like Jeff Okuda, who's actually looking pretty well, like doing pretty good the first two games, I think. It's looking pretty good. Um, so if you, I wish Lance could have stayed healthy and see what they could have done there. But what stood out to you this past weekend? Well, that did obviously, and not not only because of the reason of the injury, just because it this is uh, this is almost similar to the Michigan quarterback situation where yeah, G- Jimmy Jimmy G is a fine quarterback and all, but at the same time he the ceiling is so much lower. He can't can he make the throws to get to the Super Bowl? Can he make the odds are he won't. And well. Trey got kind of to a kind of slow start and he had some preseason stuff where it didn't look the greatest, but at the same time, he, he would have, he'd have 17 weeks and you know, how, and this animal season is so long. I mean, look at the Rams who won it last year, weeks 11 to 14, they look terrible. I mean, they just yes. ebbs and flows all, all the whole year. You just want to peak at the right time. And it's just such a shame that that has to happen to this poor kid. Now you're going to go on three years really without playing football. It's harder to come back when you don't, when you don't, get those game reps because that's what the man needs. The kid needs reps. You need to play, 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 and unfortunately can't. So, unfortunately, that, that stood up to me. A couple of things stood up to this this week. Um, Matt Rule, he can start packing his bags, I think. It's all about all but over over there in Carolina. Um, that was a big one for me. Uh, Chargers Chiefs just play every week. Fantastic game. That was a great game to watch. Buster Herbert, you're a, you're a monster. Great game. Awesome. Amazon broadcast, by the way. Uh, I, I thought they did. I thought they did pretty good. I, agree I think with it was that. crystal clear. The cameras were fantastic. Uh, I just thought it was completely awesome. Um, Steelers, Steelers aren't going to win six games this year. They are a bad football team, and if Watt's not playing, that defense is very ordinary. And they need they need to pull Mitch right away. That he he just doesn't, he's just not the guy. If you're gonna if you're gonna you have a decent defense if you get, get Watt back, and all all indications that he's going to start what rehab possibly, so he's not out forever. Yep, and. Uh, Get him back in the fold. Put in, put in um, Rudolph, and just let that defense be great, and just try to win with him. What? You don't win with Mitch. Are you at what point though? As the Steelers, to, I want to get friends as a Steelers fan. At what point do you go for Pickett this season? Yeah, yeah, you could. I mean, you, you could throw him in there too. I mean, you throw someone else in there and just uh, and just let them. Mitch is not the guy. No, Mitch is not the guy. I don't think. Uh, yeah. Dolphins. Mike Daniel's a genius. I think. I think his 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 football mind is right up there with McVay, with Kyle Shanahan, and these guys. If not if not greater. And look what he's look what he's doing. I know Ravens Ravens blew that game. Um, they shouldn't have ended up losing that game. So, but at the same time, Dolphins have scored forty two points to win that game. And just to see the formations and what Tyreek Hill's doing with these guys, just what that offense is doing is fantastic. And if Tua keeps this up, I mean, he's going to prove a lot of people wrong, myself included. Same here. I like him. I like him. I'm a believer in Tua. But we go from there. Now, those are the three main ones. Uh, a couple – three positive things. I think the, a couple down ones, though, is uh, I think Nathaniel Hackett's way over his head. 
and he kind of said it himself. Uh, some of the play calling he's he's done is just inexcusable for a head coach. Just inexcusable. And I, I know he's learning, but at the same time, if he would have blew that game the Texans after losing some bonehead plays to cost them some yardage and down distant territories on, on the Monday night football game, it would have been a long, long week for, for that for that guy. Bears, they're the Bears, what we always thought. But my biggest, one of my biggest takeaways, though, and it's a, ne- it's a very negative one, is uh, the Bengals. What in the hell are you doing, man? Burrow's been sacked, what, 13. seven, eight times already this year? Oh, Thir- 13. 13. Uh, insane. What the hell are you doing? And I, that was a team that I thought, out of Super Bowl teams, that was the team I think was take a step forward over the Rams because the Rams, when you, when you get Super Bowl, you, you earn it. There's no lucky way you, you don't trip in a super, to, to a Super Bowl berth. But at the same time, you got fortunate on a few things. I mean, Matt was a drop tick from not going. I mean, he had that miraculous comeback against the uh, that miraculous drive against the against the Buccaneers. So he had, he had a lot of things break your way, and the Bengals just went into home after home after home and just beat teams. Yep. Went to hell. And uh, so I always I thought they take the next step forward and they got to pick up that line or they're going to have Lance is going to be hanging out with Burrow in, in, in Mexico doing something because they're both going to be out for the year, unfortunately. But then you got the Cardinals. They're like the team you just can't quit. I mean, Kyle Murray, he reminds me, and I was trying to think of a comp, a comp for him. And the best thing I could think of, and this probably goes back to me being an NBA guy, he reminds me a little bit of Allen Iverson, but he reminds me also – and Bill Simmons had this on his podcast, so if anybody listened to that, I'm not, I'm not trying to steal it from, but it was a very good analogy. He said that uh, it's like that uh, NBA All Star when that's uh, an All Pro guy that's that you know has all this great potential. He got paid a bunch of money, and you go watch him play, and he's five for five for fourteen or five for eighteen in the first two quarters, and he's just shooting up shit, not playing any defense, and all of a sudden he's just like, "All right, guys, it's time," and the motor he just starts going. I mean, he starts hitting three, starts blocking shots, playing lockdown defense. And you got Kyler Murray, man. This guy, go watch a two-point conversion. I mean, he's throwing laser throws, running the ball like crazy. It's just amazing. And it makes you – it makes you right there shows why you pay the man all this money. But then you have these – then you look in week one, and he looks completely outmatched. And also, it's probably the coaching and the scheme they run. And they don't have all their receivers in place yet and, and whatnot. But, man – that team can just figure anything out coaching wise or any consistency, they're going to be fantastic. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I mean, Arizona is sort of that team that's there. Um, I mean, the standout for me, the Jets comeback, unbelievable. That might be the most Browns, the Brownsiest thing I've seen the Browns do. Um, yeah. 82 seconds, I think 82 seconds left, and you're up 13 points. Joe Hayden blows coverage and Garrett Wilson's in the end zone. And a great onside kick. Garrett, yeah, yeah. Garrett Wilson, though, real quick. Holy crap! Fantastic. Yeah. Man broke his back halfway through the game with a tackle on the tackle on the sideline. But he came back. Yes. He, yeah. No, he that is a was, fantastic wide receiver. That's a, he's really good. Um, he's very good. And then he got a, that comeback was unbelievable. Uh, Indianapolis still can't win at Jacksonville for some reason. Tampa snap their streak against New Orleans in the regular season. Philadelphia is for real. I mean, I'll say this. I don't know the odds, but you may want to bet Jalen Hurts for MVP uh, because I think that team is that good this year. Um, and the Bills, obviously, are the Bills. They destroyed destroyed Tennessee, and I hated that double coverage that ESPN did. I mean, my, just, if you do a doubleheader on Monday night, please do them back-to-back games, not at the same time or an hour later 
but one on the west coast like it like that first game usually is i hated that um but yeah i just i just i just turned the bells game off once the vikings game came on i just yeah. didn't watch i just didn't watch anymore and i have a couple tv set up here and i just i just turned the one tv on just said just dealt with it just watched uh the abc game yeah but also really glad to hear um dane jackson is released from the hospital um i mean that was scary mm-hmm. um but like i said i i mean when you saw the video we saw it live you didn't when you saw it live you didn't know what happened um but then you saw the you saw the one angle what was tremaine edmonds doing i mean we we know it's fast pace i mean so he might not have seen it but it looked like dane jackson had trevon burks down to the ground when edmonds started mm-hmm. started the tackle and he basically targeted his own teammate. <laughs> I mean, I it was accidental, but what I don't know what he's thinking making that play. Um, but very good that he had full movement. Everything's negative, um, so that's very good to see. Um, but it was a very scary moment to watch. I mean, obviously that's the risk these football players take, and that's why I mean he was a seventh rounder. But you still look, I and mean, this is why the argument's there for guaranteed money because if something was like, if that was career ending, yeah, sure the Bills would have paid his contract and probably throwing some extra but that's it i mean he wouldn't get his full contract Mm-mm. um so that's why you want that um so kind of going from that note to this um as you kind of alluded to the bears are who we thought they were nice denny green reference may he rest in peace um aaron Rodgers still owns that team um, he looked pretty good but the backfield aaron jones and aj Dillon, that might be the best one to punch running back in, fo- in football they are good um I like that a lot. Um, Dallas, great win. Um, I didn't think they were going to pull it off, um, but they Cooper Rush um, only his second start in the league, second game winning drive. And kind of interesting there. Um, agree with you. I thought on Nate on Nathaniel Hackett, and it, look, I mean, I'm not gonna. It's a first year coach. He's adjusting. We went through this with Dan Campbell last year. And that first yeah, but, year. But, but the difference also, is though between the two different. But we're not, a, is... we're not a playoff team. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so I would agree there. Um, but, yeah, um, and speaking of it, we'll kind of wrap that up with the Lions. Um, they look good like on all sides of the ball in the first half, and then, God damn it, they're going to blow it in the second half um, type deal. But the offense answered. Um, I thought I thought this might – I thought that was a really fun game to watch, and Aiden Hutchinson – Three sacks in the first half, six tackles, five tackles for loss. Look good. Uh, we're gonna have to pay Amon Ross St. Brown too. <laughs> um, this kid, when he was drafted, we all knew. It. Like everyone said it. I love the pick when we made it. Everyone thought he was gonna be. Everyone thought it was gonna be a steal. He's showing it. Um, he's on a record. He's tied for most weeks, most consecutive games with eight receptions. He's tied for. He's tied with Gronk and Randy Moss for 22 years old or younger to have six TDs and six or touchdowns six consecutive weeks. He's this offense has been fun to watch early, and they still don't have Jamison Williams. I'm trying not to get excited, but I mean, shit, we're Lions fans, right? We don't have much to be excited about. What, what, what's your excitement? You think they're going to win more games than you thought at the beginning of the year? I think you... the offense the offense is going to be insane. <laughs> is what I'm excited about. I mean, with that offensive line. Defense is awful. I mean, defense is. Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. They're, they're going to put up points. I mean, they definitely should. They, they got a fantastic guy calling the plays. You know what I think about this man. Yes. And uh, 
I think he's 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 a phenomenal coach. He's a he's a great scheme art uh, scheme of the ball. Uh, what hesitates me is I want to see he's still got the guy throwing the ball. I don't think yes. he's a great quarterback. Um, I don't, I mean I don't think he's complete trash. I mean he did go to Super Bowl, but at the same time I don't think he's great by any means. But with this team, yeah, this team can win some games. I mean you you win this weekend in Minnesota. Now people start talking. You go from all of a sudden, oh, the Lions are going to be the team that plays you hard. Holy shit, the Lions now are, are two and one. And they, then they got Seattle and New England next two weeks, which are two very winnable games. Um, after that, yeah, defense is terrible, though. I mean, it's, it's just kind of strange. You look at these box scores, and the first game probably wasn't as close as what the box score finished. No. I want to think. Um, they got to a big league, kind of like we did in the second game. And we came storming back with some offense, and and they played a different kind of defense in the second half. And this this game, second game here, we got that huge lead, point to nothing, had a safety, had some good fortune go our way. And we just kind of had, I don't know if they just had the freaking, like, you know, sometimes at halftime they let the, like, the little, like, nine, ten-year-olds play at halftime for a little while while they're, while they're playing. I don't know if the Lions just kept that team in there for the second half because they couldn't they couldn't stop anybody. I didn't, I didn't watch much this, the, the, the game this week. I was watching the Panthers game. And all of a sudden, I just kept seeing the score. What in the hell was going on? At one point, they got within what seven? It was a seven-point game, and I'm like, God, yeah. here we go. This is uh, this is typical Lions and all this. But then, like plays that don't, like, you point like breaks that go our way usually didn't. Um, no, they got yeah, they got they got some DeAndre, good in that locker DeAndre room. DeAndre Swift's touchdown, the reception, not the run on third and fifteen was a poorly thrown screen ball that caused him to fall. Mm-hmm. He and no one's around him. He has the awareness to get up, and he basically walked into the end zone. It was like that's the stuff that doesn't happen as a Lions fan. Um, yeah. Usually, um, like that, it would get it'd ricochet up again. He'd get picked or something like that. But yeah, like or they would have reviewed the play and said the ball hit the ground first. Mm-hmm. Like, like there's some weird things that would happen. Um, that went our way. And looking into those breaks, this week's a big test. Um. I know you and I are both high on Minnesota this year, but Eagles, whew, Eagles look really good against them. Well, also that was uh that was prime time Kurt. Prime time Kurt sucks. So if you can get the Vikings in night games or uh, that is true. football, prime time Kurt he is, sucks. Uh, prime time Kurt He's is terrible. not good. One o'clock Kurt can be really good. So uh, I'm sure they're going to be fired up for how, how crappy they played, and uh, so it'll be it'll be it'll be a good test. You're on the you're on the road now, but see the difference between this team. And teams we had in the past, even you to go way back to the Cogwell era, that this team is good enough that with the NFL season being an extra game and everybody getting hurt on every team, and we're, we haven't even hit the peak yet where we've talked about Trey Lance, we've talked about a couple of injuries, Dak injury, but there'll be more big, big time star injuries. Look at Tampa Bay, all the receivers are hurt right now. They had to sign. Uh, oh, we didn't even talk about that. Be- yet. They, they signed Beasley to the practice squad. Yeah. Um, so uh, people starting to get hurt. So if one of these teams stumble, say something happens, and I don't know, uh, AJ Dillon or or uh, um, Aaron Rodgers they're out for three or four weeks. This team's good enough where they can they could be competitive enough where they could they could win some games. With, with we've some, with we've some done that. Health. We've been down that Aaron Rodgers road before. Yeah, where he's been and, hurt, and we thought, all right, we should have. We should. We absolutely should have though. We absolutely should. We should have that year. We pissed away the end of the year, yeah. and. Uh, but we, but we have not been in that position for a long time where we can have that have that hope, whether it's false hope or not. It's we don't have that. We have that yeah. hope. There's the and there's that line in in Ted Lasso. Um, 
season one. I think it was the finale. I think that it's the hope that kills you. <laughs> it does. I mean, as Lions fans, I mean, that's all we have is hope. Um, but yeah, uh, you mentioned the Tampa-New Orleans game. I would be remiss if we didn't talk about that. Mike Evans <laughs> and Marshawn Lattimore have a... I don't think I've seen this big of a wide receiver defensive back hatred since Edwards and Gamble. <laughs> um, or Woodson and David Boston. Don't forget... Uh... To leave and Crabtree ripping that ripping that chain off all the time. Uh, that, that's yeah, yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. So it's good to see a hatred like that. But yeah, that was I don't know. I think Brady wanted a flag. Lattimore did something like mocked him, and there's some pushing and shoving, and Mike Evans comes running in and just decks Lattimore, and all hell broke loose. <laughs> um, and uh, Mike Evans got one game. He is appealing it. But one thing that was interesting. What was Bruce Arians doing on the sideline? Yeah, I don't know. And what was he doing in the? Uh, that was news to me. I I, didn't, I was reading about it. Holy crap. I didn't. I, didn't, I, I didn't see it either. Sideline. I didn't see it either until after like, everything. I was like, I saw a reporter. Like, wait, what is Bruce Arians doing there? And he was out on the white. Of the yeah, he was on the white coaches stand. Yeah, yeah, he was. And, yeah, I I didn't get that. That shouldn't have been allowed. Uh, that might even be a fine to the. I think the organization's uh, going to get fined for something with that. Um, it's just interesting. Like, I don't know why. I don't know why he, that oh well. Um, but yeah, I mean, you got that recap. A pretty crazy weekend in terms of that. Um, but week three, Thursday night, Pittsburgh-Cleveland battle for first in the AFC North. Um, Monday night, Dallas at New York. I, I hate it. I honestly do. Um, San Francisco at Denver for the Sunday night game. That could be pretty interesting. Um, and other than that, I mean, Green Bay-Tampa, I mean, you're looking at a possible playoff uh, implications there early but other than that i don't really think there's anything any really true good games this week um nothing really stands out to me no uh, i mean there's, there's some decent ones but it's the, it's the nfl we'll watch anyways true uh i think it's arizona rams this week too right that'd be a good one to see rams today. at arizona yeah yeah i mean the rams got up to that huge lead and they almost pissed it away themselves in mm-hmm. that game so, I mean, yeah, they were up huge against Atlanta. So the later games seem to be the ones that really stand out, aside obviously mm-hmm. from the Homer, the Homer game. <laughs> um, for us, the Lions, Lions there, and you got you got the Saints. Oh yeah, my and... my I forgot the best probably the best game of the week is probably gonna be Miami Buffalo. Oh, that's sorry, that's I overlooked that. Yeah, I overlooked that one. Yeah, yeah that's that's gonna that's gonna be I a great can't game. Can't believe I overlooked that. Yeah, that's absolutely probably the game of the week. Um, definitely playoff implications, I think, right there. Um. You get probably the best team in the league in Buffalo. And then you got Miami, who's you could very easily argue should be one and one. <laughs> uh, but as Bill Parcell said, you are what your record says you are. And they're a two and team with an explosive offense going against an elite defense. I think if they use, I think they need to use that. I think they need to use uh, Raheem Morsard a little more um, if you're Miami. But we'll see on that one. Yeah. Um, that's probably the big one. Yeah. I overlooked that one. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, by you, though, they got a big, big event this week. Um, we'll wrap it up with this one. President's Cup, finally. You know, they the President's Cup at Quail. They do. They redid, they redid a lot of the course, too. Um, yeah, I saw the layout. I saw the layout of it. It looks really interesting. And Jordan Spieth was talking about that a little bit earlier, but that should be a snoozer. But it is golf, so anything can happen. The U.S. should demolish these guys. So what did you say? The What did you say? They're, the, minus, they're minus 700 on the on the odds as of Monday to win the president's cup. I mean, <laughs> they should just, they should kill these, these guys. 
yeah. I mean, that being said, it'll be it'll be close Sunday. Night. I mean, it's golf. I mean, it's golf match play. Match play is unique because I mean, I've played match tournaments where I've near I've beaten golfers that were way better than me, and I've lost to golfers that were worse than me because it's match play. You have it's a hole. You just worry about the hole you're on. But this is different than the Ryder Cup. Um, this is an international team. It's not Europe. This is you got Corey Connors from Canada. Um, you got Sanjay M. You got Matsuyama. And this is a this is an interesting team. Um, I mean, you got a veteran in Adam Scott, but I just think the U.S. has the the U.S. has the guys um, to take it. So, because I haven't even heard of some of these guys on the international mm-hmm. team. Um, I've never heard of Taylor Pendrith. Um, never heard of Suwu. I've never heard of Tom Kim. Um, Mina Pereira, who the only reason I heard of him was because of his collapse at the U.S. Open uh, or PGA. Sorry, was it the PGA or was it the U.S. PGA? Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's um. So the Presidents Cup. I mean, I'm interested. I'm I'm excited to watch it. I'll still watch it. I'm glad it's not like it was a few years back um, when it was in Australia. And I'm watching it at I'm watching it live at eleven o'clock at night. <laughs> um, I can watch it normal time, thankfully. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be a fun weekend. Definitely watch. Uh, definitely a lot to watch. So they'll. Uh, so they'll definitely have that, and then we'll see. Uh, we'll see how everything else goes. Um, but thank you for joining us. As always, I'm Eric Weirdo with Cousin Dave, and take care.